0: If you have your Bibles, would you open them, please, for a moment to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, chapter number two. The book of Matthew, chapter number two. How's the sound today? It was, it was great last, last week. I just thought it sounded so much better. Can you hear in the back, Brother TC? Can you hear? Jose, can you see? Oh, that's another song. I'm sorry. Matthew, chapter number two. Matthew, chapter number two. And if you have a cell phone, if you'd be so kind to turn it on mute or vibrate, and uh, that would be a blessing to us. Who's bidding on a cake? Who's bidding on a cake after this? I love your cake. Oh, uh, you like them, huh? You like mine? Yes. Wow, we're going to make you a deacon. Good. And, uh, <laughs> and if you buy it, you can be assistant pastor. <laughs> How about that? So, yeah. so here we are, Matthew chapter 2. And uh, could not help but speak on this subject today. Uh, uh, this morning, it'll be a Christmas message. Tonight will next week as well. But Matthew chapter two, want to uh, read this passage, and then we'll uh, give some comments. And again, if you're visiting, we're so delighted you're here. If for some reason I don't catch you after the service, we're just a phone call away, and uh, be glad to help you during this time. Matthew 2, verse one. He demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet. And thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor. Tell you what. Jesus would be a good governor for California. I tell you what. I can't wait till he's governor. Uh, uh, That shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. and When you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country. Another or a different way. Father, would you bless now the reading of thy word. You put this in the Bible, this little story. And now thousands of years later, we read it and hear about it. I know you didn't waste time just putting words on paper. There's something here for us to help us. I pray that uh, we, would, we would take it in today. In Jesus' name, amen. So what is Christmas To a secular country that America has become, it has nothing to do with Jesus anymore. But it's a lot more than what they say. What is Christmas? It's more than just a meal and sweets and treats and travel. It's more than just Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Cyber Tuesday, Cyber Wednesday, Cyber Cyber. uh, Everything's on sale. It's more than just cold weather, scarves, mittens. Snowmen, playoff games, 49ers, uh, uh, eggnog, lights, holiday music, and trees. It's more than just ham and decorations, red and green and mistletoe and Christmas movies and the Charlie Brown Christmas special. It's more than just snowball fights and dreaming of a white Christmas, relatives giving, shopping, no parking spaces. Presents. Shopping online. It's more than just surprises and an angel on top of the tree. And a candlelight church service. And people sometimes being nicer. Have you noticed some people are getting nice for about two weeks? How many of you have noticed some of them are becoming the Grinch? Just, oh brother. What is it all about? It's the nativity. Prophecy. A miracle, a star, a virgin, wise men, a man, a birth, poverty, a Grinch, Herod, angels, a manger. Jesus Christ stole the show. He's the star of every part of Christmas. The story in the Bible about his birth has every making of a Broadway musical. You've got a couple that's in love. You've got a miracle. You've got a baby that's born. You have a villain, the king, that wants to kill all the babies. You have travel. You have rejection, no room in the inn. And all those people came together because of one individual, Jesus. Without Jesus, there would be no story. Without Jesus, there'd be no reason to have a church. No reason to be baptized. No reason to give a gift, no reason to smile, or even reason to live. The birth of Jesus was predicted thousands of years before the prophets told the city. It told us it'd be a virgin, miracle birth. No man would be involved, just a woman. God would come inside of a woman's body as a baby, be born, grow up, never sin. One day, die on a cross, be buried, rise from the dead, ascend to heaven, and be building mansions for us. That's the Christmas story. Yet a shroud of mystery takes place in this chapter. Three uninvited guests. We think three, maybe it was more. We call them the kings. Some people call them the magi. Some commentaries call them counselors. Who were these people? Were they astronomers? Were they kings? Were they wealthy? Were they royalty? We don't know all the details. They just show up and see baby Jesus. They come in. We hear about them. They leave. We never hear about them again. We do have lessons from these guys, and they're not the three wise guys. It's three wise men. Someone said, I like it better if it was three wise women. Ladies, let's vote. What do you think? It'd be better if it was three wise women. Someone said if it was wise women instead of wise men, they wouldn't have been late. They would have asked for directions. They would have cleaned the barn before it got born. And they would have given more practical gifts than gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I saw a little cartoon this week. It had the wise men looking at baby Jesus in the manger. And they said, now you do know these presents are for both your birthday and Christmas. (laughs) I was in a play in school when you could still talk about Jesus. It was a long time ago. The teacher actually read a chapter of the Bible every day at our public school, Brookstown Elementary School. And we actually got to have, it didn't have to be done at church. The nativity program, it was done at the public school. And so I was one of the wise men. In fact, not just one of the three wise men, but I was the head wise man. And back then, we didn't have sweet ladies making us outfits. We wore our house coats that we wore around our house. With the belt, the long robes, and then... They somehow pinned a towel on our head. So we had a towel hanging off our head. And my part, well, it was two parts. I had to really work at it. I had to point at the star. And then my mouth had to drop open in awe at the same time. So it was like simultaneous. It was like. And then at the same time, without messing up, keeping that hand up, I had to do this. So the other guys would follow me. So it was just kind of. I still remember after all these years my part. And then we'd walk over with our gifts and lay them at Jesus' feet. So these fellas that come to worship Jesus, what do they have to teach us today? We have jobs. We have problems. We have heartaches. I've seen tears this week from numerous people. We get bad phone calls. Sad news. Sometimes when we're supposed to be jolly old Nick, we can't help but be sad. What is it these guys had that we have? That we have need of. Want to give them to you just quickly here. Then we're uh, we're talking about cakes. We're going from wise men to cakes. (laughs) Number one, I love this. They came with the right crowd. It said wise men. Guess who they hung around? Other wise men. They were the right crowd. And they hung around the right crowd. You say, well, pastor, what really makes someone wise? And there's a lot of things. But one of them is when someone accepts Jesus Christ as their personal savior, that's the wisest decision anyone can ever make. That's wiser than betting on the right stocks in the stock market. That's uh, uh, wiser than picking the team and all the right scores for some NFL uh, playoff game. It's wiser even than choosing the right mate for your life or the right career because this choice it lasts for all eternity. And so you're a wise person if you'll receive Christ and give him your heart and give him your sins and trust his word and believe he'll save you. That's a wise person. But I want to say this. After you make that decision, a wise person is in it and has, takes the long look. You say, what do you mean, pastor? Pastor. So where am I going to be a thousand years from now? What's going to matter a hundred years from now? Is it going to be how many friends you had on Facebook following you? By the way, who never existed? (laughs) You know, it's sad when you got five billion friends on Facebook and two come to your funeral. Uh, Maybe that wasn't real. (laughs) What's going to matter a hundred years from now? I tell you what, if you were saved... What you did for God? Were you a blessing to others? Did you invite friends and loved ones to heaven with you? Did you make a difference in the lives of others? Did you spend your life uh, encouraging and helping other people? That's what's going to matter forever, right there. So a wise person doesn't just look at thrills right now and uh, uh, things right now and, and just just uh, uh, just what's going to uh, make your heart beat faster now. It's Take the long look. These wise men were wise. And it wasn't people that said, look, three wise men are coming. God called them that. When God calls you wise instead of foolish, that's a great compliment. They were wise because they took the long look. They hung with the right crowd. Number two, quickly, they came from the right direction. We read the passage. It says there were kings or wise men that came from the east. If you'll study this book a little bit, the Bible, directions mean a lot. For instance, north always is pointing toward God. due north. But the word east is always a negative direction. It said that there came a wind from the east and knocked the house down and all of Job's family was killed. East was always a negative direction. Sadness, trouble, And it said, and the wise men came, guess where they came? From the east. They came from a direction of trouble. And if you study, one of the studies I did on the wise men, it said that there was turmoil in their country. They actually have guessed which country it was. And their king was killing his brothers and killing people off, like king of the mountain. There was chaos and anarchy, much like um, America. And so, so they were having issues back home. So their country had problems and trouble. So they came to Jesus during that time. Now, let me just say to you today, you're a wise man and, we, and you can learn this from them. You come to Jesus from your troubles. Some people, troubles drive them away from God. Other people, troubles drive them To God. Pastor, I'm just going through a divorce. That's why I'm at church today. Good. Come to God during that time. Well, we're having marriage problems and we just figured, man, we'll just try church. Hey, good job. Come to God during the marriage problems. Well, our son just got locked up in juvenile hall. Come to God when the kids are rebellious. Hey, hey, uh, I, I'm, I'm now an addict. I never thought it would happen. And I'm in a, a, an addictions program and, and, and things are tough. Hey, thank God you're smart enough. You come to God from the east. Come to Him. He'll take you as is. I was in, I was, I was in a, a town close by. And there was a man selling some cars, and he gave me his business card. And I said, what's your name? He said, they just call me As Is. I said, what's the name of your company? He said, it's As Is. He said, you buy it, it's As Is. And I got to thinking, that's how God takes us. God looks at you and He doesn't say, "Stop your addiction, stop your drinking, stop you this, stop your cussing, stop this." Get it all together, and then you come to Me. God says, "No, no, no, no." I take you as is. Hey sinners, come to Christ. Hey uh, agnostic, come to Christ. Hey atheist, come to Jesus with your doubts. Hey, just come as you are. He'll take you. He'll take you. They came during a dark and a tough time. I wonder how many times I've done a funeral. In the last 38 years. And after the funeral, someone came up and said, you'll see me at your church Sunday. You'll see me at your church. I'll be there Sunday. This time I got some things together and I don't know if I believe, I still remember sitting over here. A, a man, he was in glasses because he was high on drugs. They all got matching tennis shoes because they were all pallbearers at the, uh, their friend's uh, uh, funeral. funeral. I remember he came up to me, he said, I don't even believe in God. He said, I'm an atheist. He said, but I don't even know what to do. After the funeral, I just laid on the dirt on the grave. I just laid on it and cried all night long. He said, I got up, got cleaned up. I came to your church today. I don't even know why I'm here, but I'm searching for something. I said, good job. Come from the east. Come with your problems. And he ended up accepting Christ and being faithful for a long time here at church and bringing others Uh, The wise men, they came from the right direction. You can too. Number three, they asked the right question. They asked the right question. They said, where is he? Where is he? Born king of the Jews. And it's interesting. No one is ever born a king in scripture. If you killed the king, you became the king. If your daddy was king and he died, you became the king. No one was ever born the king. What had happened, Israel had gone into captivity. Many of their records were were burned and discarded uh, by their enemies. So they lost a lot of the genealogies and history. So as people were born, no one knew that a king was being born. Joseph's side, Mary's side, at the same time, they didn't know. If they'd just been looking and paying attention, they'd have known the king is being born in Bethlehem this year. They asked the right question, where is he? Years ago, a man showed up at the office and he said, I'm looking for God. And I wasn't as smart back then, so I I didn't say, well. I said, what do you mean? And it was a very educated, wealthy man. He said, I've tried everything in life. He said, I'm just looking for God. And very carefully, I looked at him and said, you know, he's been looking for you. And you're about to find him. And he did find him in that office. As he bowed his head and received Christ as his Savior, he found who he had been looking for. Let me tell you where you're going to find him. You're not going to find him in a bottle. You're not going to find him in a needle. You're not going to find him in a banking account. You probably won't find him in Washington, D.C., You're not going to find him on certain TV shows. You're not going to find him at a a Taylor Swift concert. But you will find him. You know where you'll find him? When you pray. He says when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Guess where you'll find him? At church. Now you won't see him, but you'll sense him here. You'll say, hey, I went to church and something happened in my heart. My heart was warm. It was like God was speaking to me. Uh, You'll find him at church. I'll say this too. You'll find him. You'll find him when you're hurting. He said, anytime a sparrow falls to the ground, meaning it dies or it's hurt, he's there. If you shed a tear this week and no one saw it, maybe in your bedroom, maybe as you were driving and you heaved a sigh and, and maybe even cried out and said, Lord, come on, this is all I can take. He heard it. No one else saw it. He saw it. He saw it all. He saw every burden. He saw every disappointment. He saw every rejection. He saw that. He says, I'm watching. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Quickly. They looked in the right direction. You know the story. They saw the what? S-T-A. I can't remember how to spell the rest of it. But yeah, the star. So guess where they looked? They didn't look within. I need to find myself. What? You ever hear someone tell you that? I need to take time and find my? You're right there. I mean, that's kind of weird. Hey, pay me $500. You're there. I need to find myself. Uh, You're not going to find joy and happiness looking within. You're not even going to find it looking without. You can go to a fortune teller. You can go to a seance. You can do all that kind of stuff. You're not going to find it out there. Guess where they look up? They looked up. The answer's up. It's God. The answer is God. It always has been, always will be. You get God in the right place, everything else will fall in the right place. They looked in the right direction Quick, quickly. They came for the right reason. They came to worship. Now, folks, you do realize this. Every culture worships something. You can go to the deepest, darkest Africa. You can go in the Sahara Desert. You can find some nomadic tribes and people who've not been discovered by National Geographic yet. You're going to find out. They all worship something. It may be a tree. It may be a totem pole. It may be a rock. There's something inside of us that wants to kneel and say, Someone is greater than me, and how do I show that you are worth something? Everyone worships something, whether it's money or a friend or success or maybe music or, or who knows but God's the only one worthy of worship Amen. and one day we'll get up in heaven we'll be kneeling before his throne because he's the one that spoke and the universe took place he's the one that came to the earth did a miracle, was born virgin birth rose from the dead with his own power he is worthy of our worship and you have shown just by coming today he's worth something you got ready. You got in your car or you jumped on a bus. You got dressed. Got your kids ready. God says, boy, I like that. You're showing me I'm worth something. And he'll bless you for that. They came for the right reason quickly. He said, pastor, how many points do you have? As many as a porcupine. A few of you just lost your joy. They had the right emotion. It said they rejoiced. They came with joy. I like these guys. I like being around people that are positive. Do you? Some of you don't. I like being around Brother Bob Stevenson. Oh, he's in a wheelchair, leg cut off because of cancer. You get around him and you'll find out he don't have any problems. Or he acts like it. Hey, Brother Bob, how was your week? It was fantastic. It was one He's smiling. He's upbeat. Guess what? uh, He's got a joke for you. How come? He's got something we all need. Joy. Joy. These these wise men, they weren't depressed. They weren't discouraged. They were not sad. They were not mad. They were glad. Look, the star we've been waiting on. Hey, high five. Okay. I want to get around Brother Bob in heaven, not some of you. (laughs) I'm just hoping when they check in in heaven, they say, mad people over here, sad people over here, happy people over here. That's where I'm going. They had the right emotion. What is your emotion most of the time? If we shot up on the screen an emoji of how you are most of the time, would it be one of those ridiculous ones or a happy face? So, Pastor, if you had all the problems I have... You would never smile. And I get it. I get it quickly. They saw the right person. They took the journey. They traveled. I don't know how many camels. One, one, one Bible scholar said this. They were so wealthy, it's possible. It was 1,000 people that traveled in their caravan. It was possible. That's why it made Jerusalem in an uproar like, what is going on? Who are all these people? They were wealthy and being traveled with by protection. All I know is this. When they got to the house and saw Jesus, don't get mad, they didn't worship His mother. They didn't worship the cow. They didn't worship the manger. They didn't worship the sheep they didn't hug a tree and worship mother earth they worshiped the Christ child Jesus Christ they got it right some religions they major on the wrong person it's Jesus that's why it's merry christmas that's why I don't write the x there i didn't x Jesus out the world has i don't ever say merry xmas He is the reason for the season, and we'll sell postcards later. Here we are, number next. They desired the right king. There was a king Herod. These fellows may have been kings, but guess who they worshipped as the king? It's Jesus. I want to say this quickly, and I said it recently. Sometimes it does look like the bad people are getting away with things. Well, they're winning. But one day, a trumpet will sound. Every Christian will get very light-footed, not light-headed. And we're flying to heaven. And in the air, we get a brand new body. It's going to look just like you, but young again. No cuts, no wrinkles, no crow's feet, no gray hair. I just dye my hair to look older since I've been here so long. But none of that kind of stuff. And for seven years... Jesus will reward the Christians for what they did for him. He's passing out crowns. He's passing out rewards. He's calling the road, hey, guess what so-and-so did for me? I'm going to let everyone know. It's going to be a positive time of rewards. And at the end of the seven years, I don't like this, we get on white horses. And we come back to this world. And at that time, Jesus comes back, defeats evil. And guess who's going to sit on the throne of David and rule from Jerusalem? Jerusalem. His name's Jesus, the King of Kings. King of all kings. He'll run the government. He'll be overseeing Russia and China and uh, Ukraine. He'll be overseeing uh, North Korea, Amer- every nation. And will rule and reign with him forever and ever and ever. That's good news. They worship the right king. Then I'll uh, close with this. They gave the right gifts. The right gifts. And sometimes you think about it, you know, uh, I've had two birthday parties. No one ever brought me gold. Richard, write this down, would you? This is like a wish list next time. But no one's ever brought me gold. You know, that's pretty special. I heard they sell it now at Costco, gold bars. I missed out on it, I guess. Then they gave him gold was for a king. It was, it represented your best. Let me say to the young people here, you're a teenager. Guess what God wants from you for Christmas? Your best years. Don't wait till you're 60. Waste your life in sin. Do what you want to do. Do all the, quote, fun sin there is. And then come back to church and say, I'm here, Lord. I'll give you the rest of my life. He don't want the rest. He wants all of it. He wants all of it. Give him the best years. Give him the best part of your day. Gold the best. Next, frankincense. It always represented prayer, a sweet-smelling savor. When we pray, it's like perfume to God. Ooh, that smells good. He loves it when His children take time out of our busy schedules. Just stop, do nothing, but talk to Him. That's a gift we could give Him this Christmas, huh? Some extra time. It is his birthday, right? Okay, And then last, the myrrh. Now I doubt anybody in this room has shopped and bought myrrh this Christmas season to give to someone you know. What's that? Myrrh. Don't you know the Bible? What in the world is myrrh? Myrrh was used. It was ground up and mixed up and then poured on dead bodies for their burial. Kind of a strange thing. It's like buying someone some formaldehyde for Christmas. Hey, bought you a casket. What? You gave me that five years ago. When you use it, I'll buy you something else. What? (laughs) Kind of a strange gift. What was the myrrh? They gave it to baby Jesus. Odd gift. Why? They were wise. They knew he didn't come to be a cute baby. He came to die. That's why he came. Interesting, 33 years later, a guy named Nicodemus, who Jesus said, you must be born again. you got to be born into my family by faith. Your good works and being religious won't get you to heaven. It's just through me. Guess who's taken Jesus off that cross? Nicodemus. And guess what he puts on Jesus' body after he wraps him? Hang on. You remember? In a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. Now they're taking him off the cross. Now he's being wrapped. Do you get it? And now they're putting that myrrh on his body from 33 years ago. Probably not the same myrrh, but the same stuff. How come? He was born to die to pay for our sins and then rise from the dead. What's that mean? Give him your myrrh. You have sorrow this Christmas? You have heartbreak? Tell him about it. You're broke? Tell him about it. You like the Johnstons? Five times they've now had COVID. They're on their fifth time. Mrs. Johnston and Karen, five times. They're going to have to give that to the Lord. What are you going through this Christmas season? You say, it's the worst Christmas I've ever had. I don't even know if I want to even live through it. Tell him about it. Give him that. He'll take it. Amen. He'll take your heartaches. This first Christmas I've got without my mom. Can't call her and wish her Merry Christmas. She's in heaven. Several months ago, four pastor friends this year have now gone to heaven. Three in 72 hours, one several months before. Four. I got some buddies in heaven. got my mother in heaven. My dad's beat me there. We've all got some myrrh. And guess what? Sometimes you need to just get alone and just tell the Lord about it. And then I'll end with this. They went home different. It said when they had presented their gifts, they departed home another way, which means a different route. When you meet the Christ child, you will never be the same. You will never be the same. Meet Him today as your personal Savior. Meet Him today as the one that wise people spend time with. And you'll be glad that you did. In a moment, we'll have a prayer. In a moment, we'll have workers here at the front with Bibles. If you've never accepted Christ, and you're not 100% sure you'd go to heaven if you died, today, you can give your heart to Christ. He'll give you a brand new record. He'll give you eternal life, joy, peace and all the other things that come with it. But today you have to accept Him personally. If you're here today, you've been saved and you've never been baptized since you've been saved, in a moment we're going to ask you to come as well. And we'll get you ready if you'd like to be baptized. We'll explain that to you. If you got saved this week, maybe I came to your house and told you how to get saved. I'm going to ask you to come in a moment and At the end of the service, we'll just announce your name and let folks know you got saved. Whatever the need, you feel free to step out this morning. And please stay. If you don't usually stay for the whole service, I hope you will. And you'll be glad. Heavenly Father, thank you for the Bible.